Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now supposed to be white. Of course he's white. Oh, gosh. Yeah, what's up, guys? You are backsliding into the flames of hell. You're performing an exorcism? Yes, I am filled with Christ's love. You didn't tell me Pastor Skip was so nice. Mom, we'll shake it, Skip. <laughs> Secondhand smoke kills. I'm counting on it. I crashed my van into Jesus. Saved. Uh, I guess Jesus didn't take the wheel. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Zing. to Recap and Gown, the podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, the class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much, man. Uh, had some Portillo's tonight. It's fantastic. Oh, you dick. I, I understand. It's, I understand that you're jealous and I don't feel bad. So excited to, talk, excited to talk about this one. There's a lot to talk about. Um, so let's do it. Let's yeah. Do Looking forward to this one. Yeah. Uh, praise be. Also, joining <laughs> us from the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas two-step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan? Hey, guys. Um, broadcasting live from Oklahoma. The, um, <laughs> the middle of uh, the Ozarks of Oklahoma. And let mm-hmm. me just say, this is a great, um, a great movie to be talking about here. Lots of churches, tons of churches, oh, yeah. lots of barbecue. I had some tonight. Um, no, no Portillo's, but still pretty good. Uh, yeah, but yeah sh- should be a good, should be a good show. 
Yeah, you are like dead center of that Bible Belt right now. So I think a yep. lot of these characters probably are like helping you out at the grocery store and yep. passing you on the streets. Yep. Just and watch they, out for the, with, the fracking earthquakes. You got to be yeah. careful. Of course. Right. And, um, you know, the other thing is they don't believe in coronavirus here. So um, I'm the only one wearing a mask. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, Where to go? Yeah. God, that is. I don't, I'm trying to respond to that. That sounds terrifying. Stay safe, and uh, I'm sorry for all of our future loss when Megan dies in a couple weeks from COVID. But rounding up the two-step, this podcast chief mythology and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Uh, not much. Uh, pretty chill here. Um, I don't know what Portello's is. Was I, did I say oh it right? Oh my god. <laughs> it, it looks like Portillo's, but it is pronounced Portillo's. Is it yeah. food? Is it what? It, food? Is it food? food? Yeah. <laughs> Hot dogs and Italian beef. Um, you, can actually, you can actually order Italian beef. So when this is over, I'll order like a big batch of Portillo's. They freeze it and they'll ship mm-hmm. it down. My friend Jenny yeah. does it. Oh, yeah. Do one of those chocolate cakes too, because that chocolate cake is legit. Ooh. The secret right. ingredient is mayonnaise. That's why the <laughs> frosting looks so shiny. Still good. It's though. like a Grenache. It's very yeah. shiny. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, while speaking on the topic of heavenly things sent down to us from Celestial Father up above, Dave, what movie are we talking about this week and where can we stream it? I'm picking a classic from way back in 2004. It's a movie called Saved with an exclamation point. You guys say it like um, that? No, nope, you have to say it like that. If you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can stream it for free. Um, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, uh, whatever Voodoo is, Voodoo is, you can get it there too. Um, synopsis from Rotten Tomatoes. It's another, it's another big one. Um, Long. All right. Uh, Good girl Mary and her domineering best friend Hillary Fay are starting their senior year at the top of the social food chain at American Eagle Christian High School. That is until Mary's boyfriend tells her that he thinks he may be gay. When Jesus appears to her in a vision, she heeds his message to do everything she can to help her boyfriend and to her horror, she ends up pregnant. Suddenly, Mary begins to question everything she's believed in and Hillary Fay and her devoted disciples soon turn against her. As an outcast, Mary finds herself alone until she's befriended by the school's other pariahs, Hillary Faye's cynical wheelchair-bound brother, Roland, the principal's skater heartthrob son, Patrick, and the high school's lone Jew, an exuberant rebel named Cassandra. The group of outsiders band together to navigate the treacherous halls of high school and make it to graduation, ultimately learning more about themselves, finding faith in unexpected places, and realizing what it truly means to be saved. Jesus Christ. I mean, no pun intended. That was a big old block of text. It um, kind of gets it kind of gets to everything. I, I know. I'm glad we changed our format and we're not going through more of the <laughs> no. scene by scene. Otherwise, it would have stolen your thunder, Dave. Don't need to. Uh, Episode's it, over. You guys know everything you know, need to know. We're good. It's it's kind of on the nose. The only thing is I don't know that Patrick is an outcast. Like I don't know if he's a pariah at this school. He seems like he's the coolest guy there. Yeah. That's a little bit off, but uh, yeah. everything else pretty much is on. Yeah, I mean it's good. Yeah. Uh, big sis, if you could give us a rundown of who is in this movie. All right. We got some big hitters in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Jenna Malone, which I had not seen a movie of hers in a while. 
um, but she was a big child star, plays Mary. And then you have Mandy Moore, who plays Hilary Faye, which, um, you know, I love Mandy Moore from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Okay, Eva Amory. It's good. Oh, All right. That's, that's Susan Sarandon's daughter. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Okay, there you she go. She has those Susan Sarandon eyes, so yes. it's a big giveaway. I was like, why do I know her? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays Cassandra. Macaulay Culkin, Culkin plays Roland. Oh, Megan. Oh. <laughs> I was just bad speaking. I know uh, how to say his name. I know. Um, Patrick Fugit yep. is Patrick. Almost famous himself. I yeah. Him. Chad Faust plays Dean, which he looks very different from the movie in real life. Um, Heather <laughs> Matarazzo plays yeah. Tia. Yeah. Ooh, plays Tia. Martin Donovan plays Pastor, Pastor Skip. Mary Louise Parker plays Lillian. Elizabeth Ty plays Veronica, and Ket Turnton plays Mitch, which That's I amazing. didn't. That's a fake name. I did Definitely. not realize who he was, and then I had to look him up, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's not what he looks like in this movie." Who is Mitch? Yeah, who's that Mitch? A... That's what I had to say. It's, uh, he's, he's, it's the, the, he's the guy from Mercy House. It's uh, Dean's boyfriend. Oh, oh Dean's okay. not oh, they're, they're roommates. There's there's nothing going on. He was his prom date. They yeah, kept well, it simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, not life partner. They Trump said date. life partner. Yeah. No, well, um, Mary no. says that. Okay. Yeah. Mary thought life, life partner. It's like, prom date. <laughs> she was trying very hard to sound woke, but, uh, you know, given her life up until that point, it was not the easy transition for her. Um, let's quick go around the horn here and give some memories of our experiences with this movie. If we have any before the pod, Dave, how about you? And also what made you want to pick this one for the podcast? Uh, I saw this, I remember it was the weekend after graduation. It came out in late May of 2004. So I just graduated high school and I used, we used to go to Chicago every so often to see limited distribution movies. Cause you'd have, you'd have to go to like, I don't know, like Piper's alley or, uh, the music box theater on the north side to see like the movies that got sent to like one theater in the Chicagoland area. It's different now. They usually have like one screen at like an AMC have these, but you just have to go and travel to be able to see them. So I'd heard about it. I'm like, Ooh, this, this movie could be something pretty cool. It sounds pretty naughty. Like they're going to talk about a lot of subversive shit. So I was definitely into that. Um, and having a drive to get it and, and, and uh, go see it. Um, what made me pick it? I don't know. I had memories of it and I watched it again. I'm like, yep, I was right. It's really something. It is something. Uh, yeah. Dana, did you have any experience with this movie before the podcast? Or is this a fresh one for you? This is a fresh one. I had heard of it, never had gotten around to watching it. So this was very new. I watched it yesterday morning. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Megan, how about you? Yeah. Um, about 24 hours ago is the first time I saw it. Um, I don't really understand this is gonna sound bad I don't really understand like the the hyper religious folk so I didn't even think I would get like the sort of making fun of it version I don't know okay okay now um I said last week that I borrowed this from uh, my ex-girlfriend and never give it back I don't think I've seen it since probably 2005 though so like it's made several moves with me in my booklet of DVDs. Um, but yeah, it didn't really 
I watched it maybe once or twice. Uh, I remember very little of this movie except for Roland being in a wheelchair and the uh, opening scene where Dean says he thinks he's gay. Um, my memories were so fuzzy, I didn't even recall that Mary was pregnant in this movie. Mm. So I remembered very little of it, uh, a couple things here and there. Um, Dave, did this make the grade for you? Or should they have held this back? Yeah, still pretty good. I'd say about a B plus. Um, there's just a lot of over the top. I, everyone's kind of a caricature. They're they're really playing up everything, and it was. There's obviously some tough language you have to deal with listening to like people <laughs> saying things, and since they're acting, they have to pretend like they believe it. And you're like, "Yep, I believe you are acting like you believe that," and you just got to sit there and deal with it. And there's a lot of stuff. We'll definitely get into all that, but I liked it, and I, I watched it like three times to make sure I was ready for the podcast. And each oh time. my, it was good. It was good. All right, good. For I mean, that's that's a that's a ring endorsement. Dana, did this make the grade for you, or should they have held this back? Um, I, I think it makes the grade. I just had a lot of questions while I was watching it. Like, this is probably like the shortest number of notes because I was also just like watching it. I was like, what is happening on my, my TV? Um, so I just wrote down a lot of questions. Um, yeah, I definitely, you know, it's entertaining, it's thought provoking. Um, I think it could have been a bit more of a satire. Um, mm -hmm. Like, it just feels like, I don't know what it needed. I think I needed, like, a little bit more of a wink at the camera. But other than that, yeah, I enjoyed it. Makes the grade. Okay. Big sis, how about you? Yeah, I was trying to think about how I'd answer this question because very much like Dana, <laughs> I was just, like, flabbergasted, I guess, is the best word, like, throughout. I was just like, wow, that is not what I expected to happen, which is, I guess, a good thing to experience, Um when you're watching a movie. So I suppose it kept my attention. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have more like dry humor, like almost like British humor. Like I think if they had like mm. leaned into that a little bit more, although it is a very sort of American Christian, you know, like storyline. Um, but yeah, some of the characters reminded me of some of the shows I, I've watched that are actually over from the UK. Um, but I, I, I would say, yeah, I think it passes. Okay, so it would have been better if Simon Pegg had shown up and played the Macaulay Culkin role. Yeah. It made the grade for me, but I really remembered it being like a much more of a straightforward comedy. Um, I was reminded, like, routinely throughout the course of rewatching this of uh, a documentary called Jesus Camp, which oh, yeah. I know Dave has watched because we watched oh. it together a couple times. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, if, I think that's still on Netflix. So if you guys have some time, watch that. It's it's a little bit dated now. because I think it's from like maybe like 06 or so. Um, but this movie really kind of harkened back uh, to a time for me when the evangelical movement was like much less well-known and a lot less prominent part of like American society. Um, I think it did pick up on a lot of the cynicism and hypocrisy that kind of runs through a lot of that movement. And that became a lot more evident in future years. Um, I did wish it was sillier and that some of the relationships were more fleshed out. Um, you know, kind of like Dana was saying, I wish it was more of a, a real satire. They could have leaned into that more. Um, but I was entertained throughout. It wasn't that long. I think it's like exactly an hour and a half. It didn't really drag. Um, and there were enough things going on and enough good performances that I think that I was engaged throughout. So yeah, it made the grade for me, but 
think they could have done more with it. Um, before we jump into the recap here, does anybody have any fun facts? I have a few. Roger Ebert did a review. Um, yes. Three and a half stars. Pretty good. Um, wow, that's high praise. Quote, uh, Jesus counseled more acceptance and tolerance than some, of the, than, than some of his followers think. By the end of the movie, mainstream Christian values have not been overthrown, but demonstrated and embraced. Those who think Christianity is just a matter of enforcing their rule book have been, well, enlightened. And that all of this takes place in a sassy and smart teenage comedy is, well, a miracle. Um, yeah. It's, uh, all right, Bob. Not bad. Not nah, bad. Um, if you saw in the credits, uh, one of the executive producers is Michael Stipe of the band REM. I thought that was kind of fun. Really? Like the, because I saw that and I was like, the Michael, Michael Stipe? Or just he, like Michael no, Stipe? No, he, he produces movies too. He, 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 yeah. I, don't, I don't have it in front of me, but he produced a couple other movies that I recognized. And yeah, it seems huh. uh, he likes to do cool, like offbeat kind of indie movies that he wants to be a producer on. So This does feel like Michael Stipe. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, the, the movie did very well at the box office. Uh, it uh, grossed over $10 million. Uh, ne- it, it never exceeded over 600 screens domestically at any given time. So 10 million to me. doing that is big. Yeah, um, that's and big business. I, I remember when I saw it in Chicago, the theater was packed, like no seats. So that wow. makes a lot of sense. And uh, like a lot of movies from this time period, they someone decided to make few extra dollars off it uh, off Broadway musical in 2008. I not don't very, know what the hell that's about. Not very well reviewed, uh, but yeah, it, it exists. If you ever want to like read the book or the uh, music from it, you can sing the songs, I guess, if you wanted to. I can't read music. Everyone knows <laughs> that. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I have one more. If you, if, yeah. you want, if you want. So, um, Mandy Moore was not originally the one who was cast in her character. It was, oh. Anne, it was Anne Hathaway. And oh. yeah. Oh. And, and apparently Jenna Malone, when she found out that it was no longer Anne Hathaway and was Mandy Moore, she was very skeptical um, because she was just a pop star and not an actual actress. Oh, wow. This is after a while to remember. This is like, she's yeah. been in films before this. Yeah, because I definitely Holy thought shit. it was her first movie as well. And then I was like, let me do my IMDb deep dive. And then I was like, oh, no, this is like late in her repertoire. I was very surprised. I had the same thought. I thought this was like, I, I mean, obviously she's an actress, but I thought this was like the the first sort of real foray that she had into acting. I'm like, oh, so this is like, she had done several movies before this one. And, okay. Um, yeah, and she Jenna only- Malone. Yeah, she, and Mandy Moore only joined the movie three weeks before they started shooting. So it was like a oh, very last impressive. minute. Yeah. That's impressive. Cause she really, I loved her in this movie. So like, I thought she did a really, really good job. Um, I will be damned. Well, Jenna Malone, your skepticism was not warranted. Mm. Shame on you. Yeah. Well, on that note, shall we, Dave? Uh, where do you want to get started on this recap? Well, it's good to start from the beginning because as soon as the movie starts, it felt like an episode of Big Love. It starts with a same thought. Starts, starts with Mandy Moore singing "God Only Knows," and uh, and clouds. Big Love had the the big heavenly clouds. Just like that, I understand this was was this this was before Big Love by several yeah. years. 
Uh, like five years. Um, so it already had that feeling. I'm like, oh, so we're, we're, we're getting godly right away. Loved it. Um, I thought it was a good version, too. There was one weird thing about it. Um, so yeah, near the... Well, lovely. Near the end of it, you hear her say, like, she plays to the audience and says, like, come on, everybody. And I was like, okay, so we're obviously gonna, we're gonna transition from like these clouds into like a live performance where she's singing the song. That didn't happen. So I'm like, it's a weird choice to go into the recording booth and play to an audience that is not there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did think it was a pretty, a pretty good version of that song. I do love that song. It's very pretty. Yeah. Um, then uh, we meet Mary. Her and her friends do all sorts of fun things like yell at young women walking into Planned Parenthood and God, doing that was a jarring, a a jarring image. Yeah, there, there were there were a couple signs that I was unhappy with. I saw a swastika. I'm like, okay, I already hate mm-hmm. the imagery already. But uh, mm-hmm. um, and they meet and, and you meet her boyfriend. They they have the perfect relationship. Like mm. it's serious, but it's like they're just going through like the normal christian way of doing things it's just like holding hands and so on and so forth and they do this thing where they go underwater and they talk and uh, they tell each other secrets i'm like that's so cute there's no way he could possibly say anything that would kind of blow her life up and that's exactly what he does he says i think i'm gay and then they both hurt themselves mary tries to get out of the pool hits her head on the ladder i was like oh no dean gets out of the pool slips falls and uh, luckily there's a repairman who looks just like jesus well, and that's, that's a, well, that clo- close enough where it caused well, him to, He looks pretty, he looks a lot like Jesus. Okay, this no? explains a lot. Okay. Now, I'm, now I'm caught up. <laughs> okay. Did you not realize that he looked like Jesus? No. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I, I liked that the movie opened up with Macaulay Culkin's character asserting, like, that's not what Jesus would have looked like. Yeah, not, <laughs> like, not Jesus would not have been a European dude with long, silky hair. That's not right. Right. Yeah, he didn't look like Jesus. He looked like Renaissance depiction of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. he might have been like a little—he was like a little olive-skinned. He might have been the repairman. Mm. Might have been Latino or Italian or something. If that dude better. showed up in the Fertile Crescent or in Israel, circa year zero, people would be like, "What happened to your skin? Why are you diseased? Your hair is wrong." <laughs> so yeah. he would not have fit in. But also, it's the repairman, how Dean figured out he was gay. I thought, like, that was going to be the thing, that, like, Dean has, like, something was going to happen with the repairman. I was he, like, oh. He did thing. give, when, when, when he was laying on the ground after he slipped, he kind of looked over and was like, hey. Uh-huh. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, I thought that was going to be part of the story. It certainly could have been part of his awakening. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but she has a vision. And she needs to do everything that she can to fix Dean and help him in any way possible. And, of course, that means... If you're going to fix him, you know, you got to make him not gay. And the only way to do that is to have some premarital sex. And uh, just as soon as they start talking about he needs to be saved, he's broken. I'm like, this is, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is where I I knew that I was going to have a lot of problems with what was going on in this movie. So I figured right at the beginning, let's just talk about it right away and just go over everything and let's see, let's, what's your problem? It's because there's so much to talk about and it all kind of starts Fun. at the very beginning of the movie and just accelerates once they find out or once Dean says that he's gay. Um, now, just, I, I, before, we, before we get into these, I, 
we have to kind of point out, it's tough to say whether a lot of this stuff is actually problematic because it was like deliberately supposed to make us as the audience like recoil and negatively judge these characters. So yeah. they said some horrifying things mm-hmm. uh, all throughout this movie. But I think we were even back then supposed to go, okay, well, this is a kind of homophobia that I'm not okay with in 2004, which is saying yeah. quite a lot. Yeah. Uh, that one sign that I was talking about at the Planned Parenthood clinic said abortion equals American Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Like, that's uh, that's a bit much. Uh, Hillary, when uh, Roland says that uh, Jesus wasn't white, she said that he was uh, retarded. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. Um, but this is 2004. People were still saying that, and it was perfectly yeah. fine. It, it, for, for a while after this, too. It wasn't like this was the tail end of that. This was right in the heart of that being part of the regular vernacular. Yeah. Um, you meet uh, Cassandra a, a little after that. Cassandra Edelstein. They, uh, Mary says uh, she's the only Jewish to ever attend American <laughs> Eagles. Not, 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 not the only Jewish person. She says the only Jewish. Just, that's just, uh, <laughs> just the way that they said it. I'm like, okay, so... Not even going to try to understand or be proper or anything. We're just going to call her the they, Jewish. They do that kind of a lot because they often refer to Dean as a gay. It's, yeah. like, it's not like he's, he's not gay. He's a gay. And yeah. she's a Jewish. It is a deliberate choice that they made. Um, yeah. But also, I kind of feel like if you hung out with those kids from Jesus Camp, they'd probably call somebody a Jewish. I also feel like just this, like, there's a lot in it. I think you like, we list, there's some things on our sheet that we could mention, but also just like, I think the stuff with like Hillary Faye and Roland, like I was waiting for more of an explanation to like figure out why Roland's in a wheelchair. And it was just like, oh, he fell out of a tree. And no, she is so awful to him. I was like, not like it would be okay if he had, I don't know if he was poor. I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't want to be problematic. Um, but I just was like, what is the reason it's like oh he injured himself but she treats him like he's slow like Uh he has no sense like he just he can roll like he can push himself like people in wheelchairs are very able like yeah he was nine so there were there were nine years when he was like her big brother He still is her big brother. Yes but like I mean suddenly he's now like a, a figure to be pitied and someone who needs to be like protected at all times. It's the way that her whole character is problematic as fuck. Uh, there were a couple things that I wrote down where I'm just like, you can't, you can't get away with this. Um, and bear in mind, listener, uh, all of these lines are very like sincerely and um, straightforward delivery. They're not. She's not like trying to be rude or like you know shocking. Says this. She opens up, I think she closes the prayer by saying, we pray for all the perverts, Lord, but especially for Dean, whom at this time just hasn't found the right girl. It's like, well, no, he's gay. <laughs> there is no right girl for him. Yeah. Uh, also not a pervert, just yeah. likes dudes. And then um, she gets mad later on and Mary and says, I did not have sex with a gay and try to blame it on Jesus. Yeah. Like, she's a a real wreck of a person yeah. top to bottom over here. Yeah. You're not born a gay, you're born again. 
Oh, Jesus. Uh, that's just... I'm, uh, the way that they dealt with a lot of gay stereotypes, he was a figure skater. Mm-hmm. Just and, and, and his leotard said Jesus on it. I'm like, that, that's pretty cool. But uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Homosexuality, homosexuality is a toxic affliction that can be cured. The whole mercy house thing. Praying, yeah. praying the gay away, so on and so Gotta forth. The gay away. Yeah. What if you'd married him? The gayness would have been passed on to your children. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot. I, so part of the, the, the potential kind of struggle that I had with this movie is I know that there are a lot of people who are very religious and who are against abortion people who are, have different sexuality choices, um, you know, people who I guess are not like the considered, you know, the spitting image of normality. But is that like still true in the house of Christianity? Because I also am Episcopalian and like there are things that can have like we ha- we can accept gays in our church, you know. Like so, I just I don't I really quite it's... like. Are we trying to like make the 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 idealist not idealist the um, stereotypist version of this Christian you know girl? Um, and is does that it still exist? I think it's um, well. Okay, so there's a big difference between um, like most sort of mainstream Christianity um, and evangelical Christianity. Um, I am a super lapsed Catholic. I am not good at being a Catholic anymore. I was good at it for a while. I've become very not good at going to church anymore. But um, if you watch uh, Jesus camp, they really do kind of, and there's another, another couple, there's a woman's called, uh, it is called Praying for Armageddon, which is another pretty good one about the evangelical movement. Um, a lot of that is very different from, you know, I mean, Episcopalian is basically like, you know, Catholic light. Like yeah, we have a lot of the same stuff in our church. It's, yeah, it's, it's similar. This is a whole different kettle of fish. And I think that the idea about being born again, um, about, you know, uh, selecting, you know, Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior changes a lot of stuff. And so, especially back in 04, um, you know, I'm a, a big political nerd and I followed a lot of elections very closely. In 2004, when this movie came out, it was a big deal in several states uh, to put an amendment on the state constitution to prohibit same-sex marriage from ever happening in the state. Um, that was a big thing in Ohio, and that's basically why George W. Bush won Ohio and then won the presidency was because he was able to turn out a huge number of evangelicals on that issue and nothing else. So, like, I don't think it's a real thing for, I mean, especially for, like, the Methodists have become very, very, you know, pro-LGBTQ, very accepting. A lot of different churches, you know, Unitarianism has always kind of been that way. As it comes down to like very born again evangelicals, I think that's still a pretty big deal for them, which sounds odd in 2020. But in 04, I think that was like one of their driving kind of forces. That's how the character of Veronica. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. When she's introduced, um, 
She was adopted by her missionary parents when they were in Vietnam. The only black characters in the whole movie. Dude, what they say after that. <laughs> they don't have lines. She's an example of God's will triumphing over a savage, godless nation. Referring yeah. to Vietnam. I was like, yeah. that's... Uh, that's uh, George W. Bush, like, uh, was it uh, Christian dominionism, bringing, yep, bringing God's, God's will dominionism. to defeat the savage? I'm mm-hmm. uh, like, yep, that's that just goes along with with everything else that we've been hearing in the rest of this movie. And uh, it's so casual. It's not like yeah. it's a. It's just a very much accepted part of her of her like identity. Yeah. That's like, I feel like in the, in like the beginning of the movie, it definitely seemed like, all right, we're going over the top. Like there's a lot of like crazy stuff happening. And then it starts and you're like, oh, it's not this crazy. Like the only person who keeps it at like 11 is Mandy Moore. And I think that's the part that uh, threw me Pastor a little bit. Pastor Skip also. He wavers. He wavers. <laughs> he, he wavers in private. In public, he is at an 11. And I guess. The- the uh, Heather, Ma- the what's her name, uh, Tia. Heather Matarazzo. Tia. Yeah, her 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 character is revved up into the red most of the time and ready to say something pretty terrible at the drop of a hat. She wants okay. to shoot Mary at one point. Yeah. yeah, like that's also a good level. I appreciated that level. Yeah, because that's also what Heather Matarazzo does in movies. That, like, that is, is what her. she does. That's what yeah. she does. Yeah. Uh, she did it so well. I hope she's doing well. Yeah, I yeah. miss her. That was a question I had. Where'd she go? <laughs> what happened to her? Where did she go? Um, um, is, yeah. is there, is this the time to talk about the fact that she doesn't know that she's pregnant? Is that a problematic thing? Or she doesn't know how to it's, get pregnant? Or like what is happening there? I mean, I was going to talk about that, uh, that sex ed class a okay, little later. Well, we'll come back. Yeah, we'll no, go we, can, we can go into that now. Listen. Let's, do, let's just do it right now. Do it now. We'll do it live. These kids don't know. These kids know nothing about it. So they don't. That's know what that. I have to say. They don't know that premarital sex is bad, even though they're this crazy Christian people, and they also don't know that how like condoms work or like. Well, so okay. Works. Here's the thing. So like they they know premarital sex is bad, but she needs to save Dean because that's what Jesus told her to do, and she can pray to have herself re-put back or something. Re-virginified or some shit. Hillary Faye. Re-put back? Ew. I don't know, guys. I'm struggling with words. (laughs) Did her uterus fall out when she had... No, her her hymen would be... Like, her virginity could be... Oh, no. Sorry, I didn't want to get uh, clinical, but I did. Um, But I think the stuff about, like, sex, they literally don't know anything about it because, like, unless their parents teach them, they're not teaching it to them in schools and like right. that's and you know these fight. parents aren't teaching them shit no nope. yeah like that's the big tug of war with like abstinence only but how um, do you know education. how to have sex at that point like how do you i think well i think you know you probably see it in like a nature film and you know more or less what mating might look like if you had to kind of guess i mean it's it's kind of intuitive yeah you, know, you got you got this thing and this other thing and they probably can like you know connect um, but then again, what, what, what threw me was in that sex ed class, there was like the gigantic image of a man and a woman with no genitals yes. and the woman yes. had no nipples either. Yeah. And so I feel like if I was in this class and I knew as little about sex as these kids know about sex, I might be like, okay, so wait a minute. Like, why do I have a dick? Like, I'm pretty sure I'm not supposed to based on that image. 
Like I have something different that's not what he has, and I should go see a doctor about this. Yeah, there was a lot. Of the, I mean, I, I remember there was a part in the movie where where Mary talks about. Uh, well, I don't know why we didn't use protection, and then Dean comes back saying, "Well, I've never been with anybody else. I'm clean. I, I don't have any diseases." Well, I, and, I, I thought what he said was like, "I didn't. I don't have any of that." Like, right? Like, how, why would I have a condom? <laughs> like, but, what protection yeah, would no, I have? But, but he didn't make the jump. Like, yeah, it also prevents pregnancy too and that's why you also do it he just says well i'm clean we, we don't need to use we don't need to use that right it's wild yeah it's, it's yeah. a it's i mean also very immature. If, he, if he's not into women the fact that they were able to finish it on well, the he first time he had that he had that copy of honcho magazine handy so yeah he was looking at honcho he was reading that during the process okay i missed that also there was the scene where um mary typed in gay into ash jeeves and hardcore porno came up so like it seems like he could have he could have found something to look at to uh complete the act if necessary were there a lot of websites that just started playing music and saying dirty things to you back in the day because I, I don't think i've ever um, into a website like there, that before. there may have been but for sure not as you type it into a search engine this one's she just like click oh, on anything yeah. she typed oh, it in yeah. that was look, what look at that. came up oh, immediately yeah. that's how the internet works in movies it just <laughs> yeah. it, it does the most embarrassing thing at the worst possible time exactly yeah. good god type it into ask that's jeeves like, that's like the third movie in a row that that's happened in yeah <laughs> did that yeah. happen in like your just yeah uh yeah it happened in euro trip and it happened in um Cruel Intentions, one of our lost episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Not in a row. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. All, all that stuff happened. Then, and then you meet this kid uh, when they go back to school, Patrick. He's this super, I don't know what you would call him, kind of an alt Christian. He's a skateboarder. Oh, and his long hair. Right? <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that counts. Yeah. And uh, he, he went on tour with the Christian Skateboard Association and was doing missionary work in South America. And uh, he immediately takes a liking to uh, Mary and she kind of brushes him off, doesn't want anything to do with him because she feels guilt and doesn't want to feel like good about anything. She wants to, I guess, I'm guessing just make herself feel bad and kind of push everybody away. Well, well she, I mean, she's also pregnant and probably like, this is going to complicate the fuck out of a relationship if we have one of those. True. Like, a kid coming. True. Yeah. Do you also, think he was really at the skateboard missionary thing? I was waiting I, I for that know. to come out into some other storyline. Wasn't there a movie that we watched where they said that she was like studying abroad and she was like, um, oh, no, no, no. Probably. It was, um, sorry, I'm confusing my movies. It was Friday Night Lights, the TV series. There was a, a <laughs> pastor's daughter that was said they were studying abroad and she really was um, actually admitted into like a mental health institution for a year. I mean, I, my my thing was we never saw him actually skate that much. That there was one scene where he was like holding a skateboard. Um, but like, if you're good enough to go on tour, you should be like, you know, ollieing down sixteen steps and shit. Well, yeah. it wasn't like a pro tour. It was like a Christian <laughs> Skateboarders of America thing. Like it wasn't but not that good. How sad is that show? Just like guys mm-hmm. falling down a lot, like almost nailing a trick for a half hour. I think he skate. He like. Skateboarded like a little bit and then like fell off. And they were all <laughs> yes, he knows how yeah, to skateboard. Him fall oh, he did fall. It's true. He did fall. I mean, and, what did uh, there? Don't don't we feel like that was an a storyline that was left a little bit? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially because we know that his mom is on this mission, but also like just doesn't want to be near his dad. So yeah. they could have they could have really given him some more of like, well, I was there trying to get her to come back to you, or I, you know, something about his mission time with his mom, other than like she doesn't like you anymore. They they really it was a missed opportunity. We needed yeah. to keep this a tight hour and thirty two minutes, so we <laughs> cut some of it out. Um, I also think the whole thing with Patrick Alt too. She doesn't. I didn't miss the scene where she broke up with Dean. So to me, I kept being like, this shouldn't be, she's still with Dean in my mind. So of course she shouldn't date Patrick. It's yeah. true. She did. This is, this is bigamy. <laughs> she, she definitely didn't ever break up with him. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought it was just weird. Yeah. There, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if you, if you guys want, now that we're on the topic of Patrick, should we do Love at First Semester right now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So uh, there were a, a number of relationships in this movie worth digging into. Let's 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 quick do the Miriam Patrick one first because mm-hmm. I think it's it's the least interesting and also kind of like the one that we're supposed to focus on as the viewer. Um, their relationship made no sense to me. Okay, we, we never really no. see them hang out alone. Um, mm-hmm. They give us no reason for Mary to be into him, except for like her initial physical attraction. Uh, They also give us no reason for Patrick to be into Mary. And as I watched this, I kept on wondering like, is this what it's like to date when you're not allowed to have any like physical affection or alone time or anything? Like, is this what it's, what it would be like to date somebody if you were like super evangelical and not allowed to, I mean, like make out? or like mm. dry hump or any of the things that were pretty big deal in high school relationships. What did we all think of their whole situation? I don't understand why he was chasing after her other than the fact oh, yeah. she was like not responding. And then mm. I feel like he knew that there, that she was pregnant. He might have, man. I don't, he has no character development or character in general. So who knows what he knew? But honestly, how different is it than in some of the other movies we've watched where it's like, <laughs> we see no reason why the mate, like, 10 things I hate about you. Why yeah. does Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt care about Alex Mack? Or whatever. Yeah, she's smoke show. Whatever. <laughs> she, she's hot. Well, oh, so that justifies. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like it's, that's kind of like a theme in some of these. We're always like, is this happening? No, because it was That's in the true. script. Like, it's just in the script. At least, at least in 10 things, though, we saw them, like, hang out with each other sometimes, where it's like, okay, at least we see that he's trying to flirt with her and getting to know more about her. We don't even see them, like, interacting in class hardly at all. It's just this guy with long hair who's holding a skateboard where she's like, yep, that's the one for me. Well, because yeah. he's not a figure skater. She just found um, out. Her serious boyfriend is gay. Any straight dude who's into her, a feeling. I guess that's true. There weren't other options. It wasn't like she had other dudes that she was also hanging out with. So it's probably the first guy that she's ever like spoken to who isn't Roland. Yeah, but I was more concerned about the other way. Like, what is, <laughs> what is he, what interest does he have in her? Unless I have no idea. Human attraction's weird, man. You just look at someone, and sometimes you know. And I guess maybe he looked at her, he's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. 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 I could sense that, like, while she's in the 
was it Christian Jules? Whatever the Christian Jules. Yeah. Well, like she's like a disciple of Hillary Fay. Like he could sense that like she doesn't really buy it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. Right. I mean, maybe. I just this is this is an example of a movie where we really could have used like we got the one scene of her riding on the back of his Vespa. But I've never ridden on a Vespa. I, I can't imagine it's easy to have like a nice heartfelt conversation while you're, you know, rumbling by on those 30 horsepower. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I've, I, I've had a romantic nice to... ride on a Vespa. Oh, do tell. Just that. I was terrified. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to be on Lamar on a Vespa. Mm. Lamar is a very busy street in Austin and people ride, Yikes. drive down it like crazy people. Um, but yeah, I mean, but, the, but there is a little bit of like, intimacy and the fact of you like you have to hold on to the other person like there are, there is nothing else to hold true. on to and yeah. you have to like put your faith in them for lack of a better word I, I just i wish we would have had like a scene where they're alone together in some other situation where they can have like some flirtation even i never saw him flirt like there was no, there he, was no he tried man he, well he took her to that room at the mall that was kind of he took her to the, the catacombs of the mall where all with, of the holiday the shit was all at the same time that was creepy as fuck. Like, yeah, how did he know that existed that's i don't know odd. he didn't work at the mall i don't think i have no idea how he knew it was how did he get into that why was it already lit up there were right. a lot of questions about that scene yeah, right. I was like, don't follow him down the dark hallway. Where's no. he taking you? Never go to a second no. location. Like, no, what? tell but your friends where you're going to be. going to be fine. Pastor's son, he's fine. It's all good. Oh, yeah. God. And then, I mean, there's also the Roland and Cassandra relationship, oh, yeah. which also paper thin. Um, yeah, at least we could say, well, they're drawn together because they're both like super outcasts at the school who don't really want to be accepted in the first place. Yeah. Um, but again, we really could have used another couple of scenes of them flirting before they became a couple. They get, they give one scene where they're flirting, uh, at the end of which Cassandra's like, if you look at my ass one more time, I'm going to throw you off a cliff. And then suddenly they are a couple. And yep. it's like, well, I mean, you know, they, they had the best chemistry of any of the couples in the movie, but like, I don't feel like we were giving any kind of a compelling reason for them to be together either. Um, again, I think if you haven't gotten it by now, Hollywood thinks it doesn't take much for teens to fall in love with one another or be it interested. Or... It takes something. Eh. <laughs> like, give me something here. I don't know. I kind of bought their relationship more because I think like either people were being always like so nice to him or like doing things out because they like ha- like felt obligated and then the few interactions we had with Cassandra, she was either not nice or just like talking to him like a normal human. And I, I think that goes like a long way. Um, if, if nobody well, I get else is. That. Like I fully get why he's into her. Cause not only is she like the only Jewish and like <laughs> the bad kid who rolls up in a muscle car with like cigarette butts everywhere and shit. I, I get why that's appealing to him. I'm less convinced that she'd be into him. Um, you know, I, I get that. I could see her being like, he's cool to hang out with because, you know, he doesn't like it here either. 
but it felt, I mean, who, she, there was some dude who wasn't getting any more muffins from her. Like, so she had other guys that were like not part of the school that she also used to bang. I was surprised. I don't, I don't get why she was into him um, other than like, well, options are limited. Mm. Well, the muffin guy was probably pretty bad. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> probably not good. If, if he's not giving her, if she, 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 she's not giving him any more muffins, I mean, pretty yeah, probably. Muffin shop's closed. Good. Muffin Shop is closed. But, and Roland just kind of seems like a pretty normal dude, and they, they seem to have a rapport. He seems he's smart. smart. He seems like he's, he's very does, Yeah, he thinks. Yeah. I would have liked he him to be to a be little like, edgier, though. Yeah. Mm. Just he might also be, like, the only guy that, like, doesn't make her truly feel like he's only after her body or something, you know? Because it just Could seems be. like everybody else seems to just want that from her maybe yeah they want that muffin and that hatapusao as we'll talk about <laughs> a little bit later on in the movie <laughs> uh so the other couple here is mary's mom i only have her name is mary's mom what is his name lillian or something i think it's lillian yeah lillian. mary's mom and mm-hmm. pastor skip uh I needed, I needed more explanation of what was going on here. Like in the very beginning, they make it very clear that there's something going on between these two. Um, I was pretty convinced they were having sex, but then on their Valentine's Day day, it seems like maybe they had not been having sex, which a little bit surprising. Um, they also don't really make a lot of sense together because Mary's mom doesn't really present like she's anywhere near as performatively wholesome as he is. Mm. Like to make a Simpsons reference, I feel like his favorite snack is like a piece of white bread with a glass of water on the side for dipping. Like he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't seem like he's any kind of fun. And she seems like she's a lot of fun. She's wearing low rise jeans and like tossing off her cardigan. Cause it's too, it covers up too much. Yeah. I don't, I, it did not seem like they would be any kind of a good fit for one another. I think you can't keep Mary Louise Parker down. Like, I think that's Truth. what it was. She was just going to be Mary Louise Parker and she wasn't going to, I'm not going to be this super <laughs> religious Lillian lady. She's like, I'm showing up. I almost wanted her, like, I don't know if people watch weeds. I needed her sipping on yes. a iced coffee, like, just mm-hmm. at all times like I just mm-hmm. felt I think that's what it was it's just that she was still like I don't know that's what that's what she I, does I feel like the character was like not developed one way or the other like there was like a little bit yeah. of a conflict in the character I felt like there was a couple there were a couple lines that were mentioned in which you could maybe assume that she had Mary maybe like out of wedlock or earlier on or something like in her earlier life, didn't go according to the event and yeah, the Christian and and I can't say that word. Uh oh, not going to evangelical. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, the plan and I and I feel like she was trying to be that character, but but you didn't like didn't get enough to like truly be convinced about that, and then. She's like trying to then now be reborn and, you know, be this wholesome person. But she like didn't, I don't know. It like, it, it was like definitely somebody who was like half in, half out. But the fact that Pastor Skip was like so into her when she was like that was confusing to me. 
want to toss yeah, something she... out here. Would she have made more sense as Cassandra's mom? Because, like, I feel like she's edgy in her presentation, more like Cassandra. Obviously, the movie would be very different because now we're focusing on, I guess, Cassandra being sent to Mercy House. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it just, it seemed, it, they seemed like more of a, a thematic fit for the way that she was performing this role to me. Yeah. And it would have been less weird because then you wouldn't have mom and daughter dating dad and son. Oh, do you know what? Up until this moment, did not even cross my mind. That was didn't think about it at all. Wait, didn't what? Think, didn't even think about it. Oh, no, I uh, definitely wrote, well, now they definitely can't be. Now Mary and Patrick can't be together. Their parents are dating. That's gross. Like, it was... Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know how I didn't realize that. Um, I think my main focus was, like, what happened at the end of the movie? We didn't even get closure with him. We see Pastor Skip show up at the hospital with some flowers, but, like, he doesn't actually go inside. He's, like, pacing back and forth, I guess, talking to himself or the Lord about yeah. like, what to do. I, I, at that moment, I wanted Mary's mom to look at him and go, okay, this guy is, like, a piece of shit. Like, he's, he doesn't know what he wants. I'm done. And instead, she gave him a look like, aw, this guy. I'm like, no, <laughs> run for your life. Yeah. Yeah, he is definitely still married. No, hundred <laughs> yeah. percent. That's you just have to keep saying that. Still married, Christian Which, pastor. Yeah. Right. Which I was gonna say, like I have been previously married and was not technically divorced when I started dating other people, but we were definitely separated and I'm not Christian. And you were a pastor. A pastor. No. Yeah. And this is closer to a Jerry Falwell situation. I mean, minus all of the salacious details involving a pool boy that uh Oof, you guys haven't read up on that. Read up on Jerry's, that shit. Jerry's still with his wife. They're like not divorced. He's just like uh, Oh, I know. He just likes to watch other dudes boner in front yeah. of him. That's all he's into. He's got a yeah. cuck thing going on there. That's true. That's, 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 yeah, that's true. I shouldn't kink shame. If you're not hurting anybody, you know, you do what you want to do. That's the thing about uh, Mary's mom. She was she's like an interior decorator, interior designer, so she's kind of artsy. I sort of mm -hmm. saw her as one of those like free spirit kind of people, and at some point. Maybe it was her husband who got her into religion or Could she have. got religious because of that. And then he passed away. It's like, well, my, my, my daughter, I want her to, she likes the whole religion thing. So we'll keep going like that and see where it goes. And that's kind of what and I saw it for her, a bit. Maybe her Christianity was also like a big part of her business. Cause they said that she was like the number one Christian interior, interior decorator in the country or whatever. So like, I could see where she's like, well, Look, I've got a built-in, I've got a, a captive audience here. Yeah. I even if I'm kind of like, I'm not super into this. I mm. kind of have to stick with it at this point. Mm. And if you think uh, their chemistry was good, the uh, two actors uh, check out the TV show Weeds. Mm -hmm. um, he plays an FBI agent investigating her pot dealer character, and they kind of get together. Yeah, yeah. I did Very not first remember season. that. Yep, Martin Donovan and. Uh, uh, what's what's Mary what's Louise what's Parker? Parker? Mary Louise Parker, like three names, yeah. Oh, and they have dinner <laughs> when 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 the two are having dinner. It's at Olivia's garden. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> Olive Garden, Olivia's garden. Nancy Botwin in the house. Nancy Botwin. I guess we'll go back to that assembly. I'm always uncomfortable when adults use like kids' phrases to try and get them like hyped up and excited <laughs> about stuff. It made me cringe. It happens a lot. Pastor Skip's like the master of 
he says things like jiggy with it and they play Whoop, there it is at the assembly mm. and does like Jesus is in the house and who's down with the G-O-D I'm like ah. uh, it's all very cringeworthy stuff and of course to make it a little less uncomfortable you see Cassandra speaking in tongues which always uh-huh. always entertaining when, when someone starts to do that it's like yep yeah, let's <laughs> make fun of the situation by because if they're evangelical Christians they believe that that's something that happens Oh yeah, she's speaking sure, in tongues. Yeah, I'm sure there were some people in, in the crowd. It's like, wow, she's really something. She must have really got a message from God. And he's just, hey, Pastor Skip just had right no reaction. He's like, okay, cool. This is he's like, cool. Yeah, this is, this is real. This is definitely not her being a bad kid. This is legit. Yeah. This is perfectly okay, 100. percent uh, She's clearly saying my pussy's a hot pussy, but he's like, no, no, no. This is this is this is all Aramaic, I guess. <laughs> this is good. Um, and uh, yeah, if you liked her car, it's a AMC Javelin. I never heard of that car before. I just thought it was very pretty, so I figured I'd it was find pretty. out that it's a very nice car. Oh, you jump ahead a little bit um, once she's once Mary's like doing the pregnancy test and stuff, and her and her mom are watching a Lifetime movie. You guys remember this with Valerie Bertinelli? Valerie Bertinelli. And she's telling a story. It's like oh, I thought I was pregnant. I was getting sick in the morning, and uh, <laughs> I decided to take a pregnancy test. Wasn't pregnant. It was the cancer. And then Mary the goes to the store to get, and then starts riding back. like, please let it be cancer. Please let it be cancer. As though cancer oh, was so be better wild. for her life. Than was that so like a real Valerie Bertinelli? Like, I have the same movie? question. It was just I, for the movie? I hope. I, I, you know what? I have no idea. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look to see if she was credited in the she movie. Was. Or not. She was credited in the was movie. Okay. I was gonna say something when I was doing the cast, but I couldn't remember where she was, yeah. so I, I didn't. Rally Burton Ernie over here. I. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, there was a little while I used to listen to a podcast that was like a recap of Lifetime original movies, and good lord, I mean, she's in a lot of them. So I wasn't, I did think perhaps this is a legitimate Lifetime movie that she was in. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I was like. It could totally be like, I was like, well, it's impressive. They just bought the rights to it or so. I don't know. I was just (laughs) like, all right. But then I was like, nah, I think they created this just for the movie. Yeah. And then after that, she walks up to the first church that she sees and sees a cross and does a very special prayer. Let me, (laughs) let me get ready for this. Shit. Fuck. God damn. <laughs> and I don't know why. I, I started giggling. I'm like, she just lets it out. She's like, I, I was, she's clearly in, in her head. She's like, I was doing what you told me to do. You were supposed to help me out. Shit. Fuck. And, and then she used the Lord's name in vain. A big deal. Well, you know, the, the way that she delivered those lines, I'm like, well, this is obviously the first time you ever cussed. Yeah. Number one. And number two, like her delivery of goddamn felt like it was like a, a real turning point for her character. There's no going back now. Like I've done it. I'm going to hell for this. I don't even care anymore. Like it was just I I'm at the end of my rope, guys. So she keeps like falling further and further away from her usual crowd, less and less into her faith. And Pastor Skip asks um Hillary Fay and a couple of the other jewels to be gentle, but you know, kind of guide her back. And what do they do? Because they're totally reasonable people. 
They stage an exorcism and they kidnap her to try and do it. In the, the clumsiest kidnapping ever. I, I saw. Um, this is just what what kids would do. They they go to the extreme, even when they're told to be gentle. Well, Tia wanted to crazy. shoot her, so this is not the most extreme. I know, but he is just in marriage. The power of Christ compels you. Oh my God! Yeah, that the 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 the, the chosen vehicle was absurd. The trying to kidnap somebody in the van with the slow lift for the uh, wheelchair seat. Like, that was a whole mess. Um, Mandy Moore weighs 45 pounds and could not hold anybody down, so right away, Meredith like, walks away from her. <laughs> you have to, like, punch someone to get away. That was a mess. Yeah. Also, yeah. is is nobody still acknowledging that she's pregnant? I'm, like, still so confused. Oh, that. you know what? Yeah, you know what? I didn't it's even think about that, early. but she... I, she didn't ever really show in the course of this movie. They never gave her, like, a fake belly to wear. She yes, had baggy clothes on. Yes, she totally yeah. looked. Oh, at like, prom they did. Yeah. Like, if if I at gained prom. 80 pounds <laughs> over the course of, like, six months, maybe not 80 mm. pounds, but... Well, like, yeah, she might have not pounds. gained a ton of weight because, like, she was not getting prenatal care. So, like, That's she true. probably... She like, ultrasound. Yeah. Oh, Four no, pound baby. Maybe she has stomach she could, damage, true. Yeah, maybe she's still damage. going to Planned Parenthood. But, like, I feel like she probably would, wouldn't... I think there's, like... I don't know. I've never been pregnant. Never planned to. Um, <laughs> but I think, like... I think there's ways that, like, some people don't gain a ton of weight. Like, there's so many... There's a whole TV show. Like, I didn't know I was pregnant. And people, like, go in the bathroom. And it's like, oh, I... Uh, shit out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You, I just... You, uh, you I dated a girl really one time right? who didn't know she was pregnant. Apparently, well, we, um, we already heard this. It was story. before we. No, we did not tell the story. This is this is a. It's it's. We we dated um, very briefly for a few months, and um, yeah, she had a child who at that time was nine, and she was like, "Yeah, I did not know. I didn't really dig into it because I'm like, how though? I'm like, you're not like a big lady." You, I, you're not like a marathon runner where you're not on any kind of a cycle at all anymore. Like, you didn't know, but apparently she didn't know. So I guess wearing, it can happen. She was wearing a giant sweatshirt in like the summer <laughs> she when everyone else was wearing and like giant pants and everyone polos. else was wearing like oh, yeah polos and cute skirts. Well, that skirt wasn't that cute. All right. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I just really thought it was weird that like Pastor Skip kept being like, Mary's going through something. And I was like, what does he know? You know, it was just kind of weird. His whole vibe was very weird throughout these movies. It was weird in general. He he fits very much in with like the youth pastors from Jesus Camp. It's how they all kind of present. And so his acting was dead on for that kind of a character. But man, I'm just like, this this is unsettling. I wouldn't want to be around this guy at all. Yeah. They, they do Jesus Christ Superstar, just one part in it in the auditorium, and they get yeah. Patrick to wear like a gold Speedo and make yeah. weird noises. Why? Sequin briefs. I don't know what was going on there. Is it, so they, is it just so, <laughs> is it just so, is it just so Cassandra could say that hung, that hung on the cross thing? That was yes. kind of, I think so. Is that all that was, that's all it was about? And then for Mary to be like, ooh. Yes. Look at that. That's, that's all it was for. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they would do little things like that. And I'm like, this is the crazy I wanted. And then they, like, reel it back. And then they do you something know, else that's ridiculous. And then they reel. I'm like, no, stay in the had, 
thing over here. They had a real missed opportunity for a lot of that shit. I wanted them to give us like seven or eight one minute scenes at Mercy House. Just like check yep. in for one minute and see what crazy shit's happening there. You guys ever seen um, that video of the dude beating the fuck out of the pillow with tennis racket, yelling at his mom about why she made him gay? Yes. No. Dave knows it. Uh, it's conversion. It's it's an old conversion therapy clip from like probably twenty ten. Do this to me. Exactly that. This this mom. this guy is clearly gay and like oh. not not you know questioning he's a gay man who's like yeah i'm gay and the the therapist's like no you're not you're just mad at your mom and you're doing this to like get back at her for spending too much time with you and over feminizing you or whatever so to to not be gay anymore she gives him a tennis racket and a pillow and is like beat this pillow and yell out your anger at your mom and when you're done you won't be gay anymore clearly didn't work but like i wanted to see scenes of that happening at mercy house Give right. me that. Give me somebody like yelling away their alcohol addiction or something. Yeah. They really missed an opportunity to like ratchet up the silly with some Mercy House nonsense. I just wanted to know why Mitch called Dean Governor. I why did he have that nickname? That, that'd be fascinating <laughs> to find out. He's like, he's like, how, he's like, how's it going, Governor? And then Dean's like, hey, Mitch, with this big smile on his face, like that's my Huge roommate, smile. Mitch. He's here um, for the same reason I'm here. They would never do that at Mercy House. <laughs> oh. uh, I don't know. I, there's so many lines in this movie that are just both so ridiculous and actually kind of funny. So I think now might be a good time to go over a couple that we haven't talked about already in potent quotables. What did you say? Wrote down quite a few. There's the part when they're going to pick up everyone for the first day of school and they go to Dean's house. And uh, Hillary Fay asks Mary, is he coming out or not? Very and clever. Mary says, not. And, uh, very I, clever. I was, like, I was like, double entendre. That's fun. Yeah. He's not coming out, but he's also not coming out. That's just. That was good. That's just some good comedy there. Uh, uh we already talked about the no muffin for you. That just that just made me laugh. It's a fantastic um, line. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, there's, there's there's only one reason Christian girls come down to the Planned Parenthood. She's planning a pipe bomb. Okay, two reasons. <laughs> I think there's a better chance of that pipe bomb. Um, Good repartee. Yes. Oh, and uh, Hillary Fay, uh, after the attempted exorcism, says, "I'm filled with Christ's love," and takes the Bible and throws it at Mary. He's a square uh, in the back. Right in the center of the back. Lots of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a couple um, that I wanted to call out. There's one Cassandra line that I already alluded to, and then a couple of Hilary Faye lines. We cannot gloss over her comedic physical performance of speaking in tongues and yelling out, Ma Pusau is a ha Pusau over and over again. Like no one's going to catch on to what you're screaming at them and like taking your clothes off. Um, there's a, a Hillary Fay line, um, and they gave her a lot of the best lines, but she turns to Cassandra and says, you smell like Tia's dad. Have you been drinking? Like, Tia is just a punching bag, this whole fucking movie, as is every Heather Matarazzo character. Um, there's one where they're in gym class, and Mary is staring at Patrick running, and uh, Hillary Fay says to her, I know it's looking at Mary, and Jesus does too, which is, I mean... <laughs> 
this fantastic like she's just so judgy and then uh right at the end of the movie she says i crashed my van into jesus okay and have a pimple the size of jupiter i am not okay and just i crashed my van into jesus is a tremendous line uh, i guess jesus didn't take the wheel oh. Oh, <laughs> hello zing there, there were two lines that I wrote down that we haven't talked about yet. The first one, very problematic. Having a child is like owning a car. Mm-hmm. It's not, y'all, it's not. I've, I've done both, it's not. No. Uh, it's, no. It's, it's, a real it's a depreciating asset, worth less as it could, no. <laughs> you gotta get uh, you can to become well, more, you more to wash it. once he gets older. Okay, maintenance, you wash okay. Him. Some of it works. Yeah, and, and there was like a moment where she, where uh, Mary realized her mom was comparing her to owning a car. And that, that was mm-hmm. a little bit sad and problematic. But um, the other one was, you are, bla- you are backsliding into the flames of hell. I don't, I don't remember who said that. I just wrote that down because I chuckled. I would assume it's Hillary Fay. If I had to guess, it's either Hillary Fay or Pastor Skip. Um, she also. I guess it could have been Veronica. Yeah, she also said, "I could have had a Lexus Gold Edition," when she was referring <laughs> to the fact that she had to drive to van. this van that was handicap accessible. And, and it was it was very much like it wasn't like a, oh I could have had this I'm upset it's like a, I could have had this look how righteous I am to instead mm-hmm. elect to take care of my my brother who's infirm. She was like, I knew exactly what car I wanted and I did not yeah. get that one. Because of your ass, yeah. cripple. I feel like like every like Hillary Faye line is like, she knows she says something terrible. So she's like, well, I got to spit it back to being Christian. And it's just like, yeah. I'm not judging you. God is. And you're like, no, I think you are. Like, I yeah, was, I'd say so. Yeah, it kind yeah. of, I don't know, that fits some stereotypes in my mind she's real judgy she's you know and i i think at this point it's impossible for me to look at any like diabolical character in a teen movie and not think about regina george i'm like yeah you're the um the plot that she had was very similar to the one from mean girls and i'm like yeah except yours fell the fuck apart because you're sloppy as shit like yeah you're, you're leaving receipts around and like right. you're making easy to trace you. Regina George would never, you would guys, never have left the receipts in the van. She only joined the movie three weeks before. <laughs> this is not about her delivery. No. They should have written her better. It's just like, so watching it, I'm like, okay, if that's imagining this as the telltale receipt, like, how would she let anybody in the backseat of the van knowing the receipt is there? You know, and Tia, no less, who has nothing to lose and nothing to live for, <laughs> to have her back there with that receipt. Like, it, she's going to find it. Number one, man, pay cash. God damn, pay cash. cash. Number two, burn it. Burn the receipt. It never Get happened. Get rid of that shit, man. This she is before. She doesn't know how to do dirt, guys. She doesn't know yeah, what she's no. getting It's true. Into. She has no idea what she's doing. She's, mm-hmm. This is the first, like, bad thing she's done. No, actually, yeah, she had asked Jesus for guidance on what to do, and Jesus told her to buy spray paint and fuck up the front of the school. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, your enemies, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, she's like, I'm going to 
fuck up the front of the school and I'm going to blame it on everybody else. And that's when you find out that uh, the ultrasound drops on the floor. Everyone finds out and uh, Mary's mom finds out and she's, uh, she's having a tough time with it. Pastor Skip pretty much says, you send her to Mercy House or we're done. That is the most unfair ultimatum I've ever heard in my entire life. Insane. That's Get rid of your daughter or I will not keep you as my side piece. Yeah. That was harsh. And, and I thought, I thought like, she was going to be like, well, there's no way I'm doing that. No. She, like, I she, thought that was a good point that. for her character. Oh, yeah. No, she, she's totally doing that. Eventually comes around. To, at mean, the very last moment before the baby's how does, born. How does your mother not know that you're pregnant? Fine. I buy the, all, the other everything else. Very um, busy. She's <laughs> so in her own world about Pastor Skip and all yeah. her meetings because they had been meeting multiple nights a week. Yeah. yeah. So mom She's all hung up on that D. Doesn't even know she, she's going around right now. He canceled four meetings in one week. Like you're in supposed to meet week. four times in a week. And again, they're apparently not having sex at this meetings. They're just like there to talk to each other and maybe like do some light nuzzling, I guess. Yeah. Not everything has They don't even neck him. Come on. Well, but if you're if you're having an affair four times a week without sex, like you're just buddies, <laughs> just your homie. Yeah. They had a pretty quick, good uh, cross table, like s- super stretched out, like smooch, like uh, like stretching necks, like real far over the table. It, it seemed uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It was very uncomfortable. I was on Valentine's Day. They seemed to enjoy it. They seemed But th- this is where I feel like Mary Louise Parker's character could have been better because I do think that there was a backstory and I do think it had something to do whoever said like maybe her husband was in into religion and she just kind of glommed mm-hmm. on because I feel yeah. like maybe she's like a chameleon mother or you know woman to different people that she dates which would then yeah. make sense why she was like yes I'll send Mary to Mercy House and sure I'll give her my kid right but like again just not quite developed enough there or that we didn't get enough of a you know peek into her yeah. real life they could have put some meat on those bones because it was i didn't understand why she was so willing we didn't get like this being an internal conflict for her of like oh boy what do i do this is a real sophie's choice yeah it was just like all right yeah i'll get rid of my kid that's fine with me like she can get the fuck out of here in her senior year of high school yeah, yeah. it was weird yeah, that was that was well. She she eventually does the right thing after watching Jeopardy and realizes I want to talk to my kid and 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 your kid's gone. Your kid's out for the night to prom. Like all, yeah. of the, all of a sudden, like it was a weird thing to do. Like she's terrible at at Jeopardy in the beginning of the movie, but then she's like good at it in the end, and that's what it was mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Was this was, real, was it real Jeopardy or was it? Uh, it was not. It was. No, it was I, 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 yeah, yeah, I think it was. Church Jeopardy. Got it. Church Jeopardy. Um, yeah. So they all go in and Hillary fails. They're, they're supposed to be out of school. Why, why are they here? But uh, Roland has proof with the credit card receipts and everything. And uh, Tia found the receipt on the floor. So she, she actually swears to God she yeah. didn't do it. After being challenged, like she had no choice, but like this has your signature on it. Dummy. Heartbreaking for her. You, you are done. Runs out of there. 
crashes her van into that big actual runs sprints away hits i'm like you didn't have to hit any other car she like sideswipes a couple i'm like that's just being that's just being inconsiderate to others um and just and then jesus's head falls off you know Mm -hmm. symbolism it's all falling apart it's a very big good metaphor yeah for the whole movie like they build them up at the beginning they're all together he falls down once they break apart the whole I felt the only part that was weird about that was that she like sideswiped into him wouldn't like she just like drive straight in like I just thought that was so swung into him it was so I'm like I wouldn't have known I probably still to this day wouldn't have known how to do that with a car where you're just With, with a with a three ton van especially yeah, she's gonna have some shock and strut problems. It'll be very expensive. Oh, that that frame is warped. Oh, done, done. Car talk. Um, uh, An- Dean shows another up with, good, with mer- yeah. another good uh, audio uh, iPod uh-huh. show. Car talk. Yeah, car, car talk. talk with Click and Click with Captain Brothers. Car talk, talking cars. <laughs> uh, Dean shows up with his Mercy House folks after they busted out, and they kind of get into a big conversation all about. He discovers for the first time that Mary's pregnant, and then they're talking about. It. He's like, "That's so cool," and she's just like, "I just wanted one person to react that way. Everyone, everyone else has been pretty negative, saying they either don't care and like me anyway, but that he was the first person to really be like excited and happy." Seventeen-year-old boy wants to be a dad. That's fucked yeah. up. He's ready. He's he's ready. He's gone through a lot this past year, and he's ready to be a father to a child. And uh, all this excitement and talk. Mary goes into labor, baby's born, everybody, all the cool, like, non-super Christian people are there, and uh, they have a very nice time hanging out, taking pictures, and so on. Mary explains how she has returned to believing in a God who loves and helps the ones that love and helps others in need. Very heartwarming stuff. You just realize that life is one big gray area no one is 100% bad no one's 100% good we're all just kind of living so on and so forth l-i-v-i-n just keep on living yeah oh my goodness well um listen that 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 kind of wraps up the recap portion um it's a really a fun movie um a lot of stuff that i forgot was in it um, some really good performances here. I'm always pretty geeked to see Heather Matarazzo yelling in a movie because you know, oh, yeah. that's her that's her whole thing. Um, but one of the things that we like to do on this pod is kind of take a look at a character who may not have had a huge role and see if this movie was uh, the peak of their career or just kind of the start of big things. So it is time for an IMDb deep dive. Dave, who are we diving on this week? We kind of made fun of his name a little bit um, when we went over the cast earlier, but Ket Turton. Um, Not a real name. Real, <laughs> sounds so fake. Real name is Burkett Keeley Turton. Burkett, like former. Wait, principal. hold on. Your name is Burkett and you go by Ket, not Burke? Yeah. I just, I, so I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah. Well, I had I had a I had a coworker who was Joseph, but he went by Seth. That <laughs> was also weird as shit. No. Yeah. Christopher Guitar singer. He worked in the pro audio, the pro audio DJ stuff. I Chris Topher. He's yeah, he's Topher been working. No, this this fellow's been working pretty steadily. It was a lot of TV. He was in a couple movies. Uh, the remake starring The Rock of Walking Tall. You guys saw that one? 
Um, hmm? What else? Blade Trinity. Um, oh. Missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> what? And, That's, uh, good. That's good. I think we're gonna Firewall. And uh, he did an indie movie called Wiener Dog. I think that was on Amazon. I'm not sure why I remember it, but a uh, oh. uh, bunch of TV appearances. He was on the X-Files early in his career. Um, they did a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV show. He was on that. They sure did. They sure did. Smallville, hey. 24, Supernatural, Fringe, Gotham, The Flash, Blue Bloods. Wow. He's like, a, he's like a pretty yeah. big TV actor. So yeah. After I had to, to Google him when I was doing the cast and being like, who the hell is Mitch? His picture in the, of the current cast, I was like, I can't place it. Um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of TV stuff happening. Some, uh, a lot of like CW stuff. I know. Always. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the show regularly. iZombie, but I never yeah. got to his season that he was on. Yeah. I don't remember Vampire Steve, but I did enjoy that show. Vampire Steve. That is the lamest vampire you've ever heard. Vampire Doug. Guys, that show is good. It's a very interesting CW show. I've heard but very good things about that one genuinely. It's yeah, almost it like being called Burkett and then calling yourself Cat. Cat. Get out of here, Cat. Yep. Um, well, that does bring us to the end of the podcast. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Mary is most likely to become a vocal opponent of conversion therapy. Hillary is most likely to win a congressional seat in Mississippi. Oh. Roland is most likely to pin a scathing op-ed opposing Hillary's congressional campaign. <laughs> Cassandra is most likely to win season one of MTV's Yamama. And Patrick is most likely to own a bunch of graphic tees that look like well-known corporate logos but have Jesus where the brand name should be. Uh, Maybe he had a couple of those already. He had like a fake ACDC shirt. I had Jesus oh, yeah. on there instead. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's got like a Coke shirt that says, like, Christ, it's the real thing or some shit. But, uh, <laughs> guys, this next movie is my choice. And we're doing something a little special for the month of October. This is our first annual recapping gown Halloween spooktacular. Ooh. So, for our next four episodes, Ooh. that's right. Ooh, get a theremin <laughs> in here. Uh, for our next four episodes, we're going to be doing some spooky movies from back in our teen years, and uh, we're going to get it started with the movie that I think contributed greatly to my MySpace fascination with emo girls who wore too much black eyeliner and had weird streaks of color in their hair, 1996's The Craft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't seen this movie um, since, like, late in middle school, but the phrase, light as a feather, stiff as a board, has been ingrained in my memory ever since so we're looking forward to uh watching this one again and seeing whether it holds up y'all halloween is my favorite holiday i'm Me a Scorp too. i'm a scorpio october is the best month excited for this yeah my house looks like a full-on haunted house every year probably i got like gravestones in the front yard scattered body parts i've got um, I get like some tracing paper and some food coloring and make all my lights outside orange in front of the house for a spooky glow. Get very serious about my fake spider webs out there. So this is, this is, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to this spectacular because we're living in a never ending hellscape as it is. It's going to be extra spooky this year, I think. Wait, do we have to dress up even though we're on a podcast? I'm gonna. Uh. <laughs>
right, I'll say the opposite then. It's, Halloween's one of my least favorite holidays. Aww. I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, but... I will. So we'll have some good convo going back and forth throughout the month of October, but why well, I'm not a big fan. I will say, okay. Dave, Dave and Megan uh, saw two of my all-time favorite costumes from um, like after college. Uh, Dave was there when I was young, LL Cool J, one year. And I, yep. I went on eBay and bought a gigantic old boombox that didn't work anymore, took all the guts out of it, hooked up um, my Zune at the time. This would have been like 2011, I think. We were in the coach house. Yeah. Uh, hooked up, yeah, 2011 or so. Hooked up my Zune to it and played old El Wooday through the speakers of this uh, boombox all night. Thing weighed like a thousand pounds, even though it was empty. So that was, I, that was dedication. I, I felt like jacked by the end of the night. And then there's a picture with me and I don't know who this friend of Megan's was. Um, I ran into Megan Halloween like 2008. Uh, I was dressed up as Black Hugh Hefner, so I was Bleffner. Um, just had like a smoking jacket on and a paisley tie that went like an ascot, and I had like a pipe and some slacks and slippers, and randomly ran into her and a friend of hers who was dressed as Snow White. Oh, um, that was Jill. What up, Jill? And uh, yeah, there's a picture of us together where she is like screaming in my face with her tongue all the way out, and I am smiling very happily because I don't know that she's doing that. And it's like, I, every year that it comes up on Facebook, I'm like, ah, oh, what a great night. Who was that girl? <laughs> so, We're not friends anymore, but... Oh. Yeah, I know. Well, I hope she's listening anyway. So yeah, next week we get the spectacular started. Wait, and, uh, or, it's, or it's Jenny, in which we are friends. Uh-oh. So, well, I'm not sure. Jill sounds familiar. I don't Jenny. know. I, uh, yeah, I, I just remember her like slurring something at me and then our picture was taken, so... Could have been Jill or Jenny for that matter. But uh, yeah, time to get spooky and uh, going to be a fun, fun month of October. That does it for this week's episode. If you guys like what you heard, tell a friend, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Recap and Gown Pod. That is R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. And if you didn't like what you heard, to quote Cassandra, Burn in hell, you narrow-minded, tacky-ass bitch. Take it easy, millennials. We will see you next week.